Hey, 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 it's your girl, Christ-led diva. Hey, you guys, it's Yvonne. And we are on episode number three of our Making It Last Forever Christian Marriage (laughs) and Relationship Podcast. Um, Yvonne, how's it been? It's been crazy busy. Um, We've been doing some cleaning and stuff and, you know, just trying to get ready for fall. Well, you know, I'm a Christmas girl, so I'm trying to hold it back a little bit. I'm oh, trying boy. to hold the reins back because I'm getting excited. Oh, my. I, I just got to wait, I guess, until I can get free. I, I'm holding it back, y'all. I'm trying. Now, mind you, audience, it's still mm-hmm. August. <laughs> so let's just throw that out there, okay? It's you. still August. And Christmas is in December. I am, the Christmas, I am the Christmas girl in my family. I love it. Um Christmas just gives so much joy. It, it just oozes joy. So that's why I love Christmas. No, see, I love not the Christmas material too. Things, you guys, let's just make sure we're not talking about the gifts and spending money. I really, truly love the essence of Christmas. In the meaning of Christmas. I love Christmas yes, too. I just don't want to talk about it in August. <laughs> let's at least get to October, okay? You guys, we and are going to have a full Christmas episode. <laughs> I don't know what episode number that's going to be, but we're going to have a full-blown Christmas episode, and I am so excited about that, so. I thought, okay, no, that's right, I said, we're going to take a sabbatical, but then we're going to drop a hot one in yeah. the midst of our sabbatical. We're okay. going to drop we're, a Christmas one, yep. Yeah, okay, so we're not going to talk about that right now. So in episode number three, we are not, we did not come on here, you guys, to talk about Christmas, <laughs> but we did come on here to, of course, give you guys thanks for uh just supporting episode number two and episode number one. But last week we dropped episode number two after some technical difficulties. And once again, yes, yes. But the response though, Yvonne, even with the delay in dropping episode two, um, the responses that we have been receiving, and we're not just making this up, you guys, like the responses that we're receiving is so encouraging. Yes. And, um, I, I would like for, you know, our listeners to leave us some reviews. Let us know how we're doing, what you like, what do you want to hear. Um, leave us some reviews. You know, we want to hear from you. Um, uh, it's good that we hear from you guys from our respective social media sites and things like that. But, you know, drop a review on Apple or Spotify or with, wherever you're listening to your podcast at um, because we love to hear from you. We, we love to know. Um, what are some of the things that you want us to talk about that maybe you're going through during your seasons of life that we can bring to the table? So actually, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because um, really quickly, uh, I'm part of some women groups and some women in these groups, Yvonne, they have been asking some really great questions in, t- in regard to marriage. So I'm hoping on one of our podcasts, we can bring, you know, a couple of the questions to the table that these okay. ladies are asking, because, you know, I'm like this, if one person has that question, or if one person's going through that situation, there's probably tons of other women that are going through that same situation. This is why we birthed at this podcast. Amen. <laughs> so Amen. yes, so I would love to bring us, you know, some of those questions to one of our episodes. But tonight, Let's get into tonight. What are we talking about on this episode? Okay, you guys. So just as Christ Lady was said, there are so many women probably asking the same question. So tonight, it's a touchy subject, even when you're Hmm. not married. But we are going to talk about money tonight, y'all. And Hmm. (laughs) the name of this podcast is Managing Money and Marriage. 
And yes, comma, it is our money. Capital O, oh boy. capital U, capital R, money. All right. <laughs> so Yvonne, before we jump into this, I love that you just said, you know, this is a great topic of discussion, even if you're not married. And do you want to explain why that is? Well, because money in itself is it, so complicated. You know, you're trying to budget, you're trying to save. Um, maybe you're trying to save for a family, you know, thinking about your family, like you're trying to take on a wife or you want a new car or things happen. You might lose your job and then there's money issues there. It's so huge. But for a marriage, though, um, I was doing my research and as I was looking and of course I know and I just wanted to get the facts. But of course, you know, finances is the third leading causes for divorces. Um. Yeah, the third. The first was abuse, which, you know, I could understand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the first was abuse. And so the third was finances. Um, because of the, the, the communication isn't always there when it comes to finances. Some spouses hide money. Some spouses are bad with money. And sometimes you're just not on the same page. Um, so that's why there should always be open communication when you're discussing money in your marriage, um, especially if you're the financial advisor in your home. Me, I'm the financial advisor in my home. I prepare the bills every Friday. I text my husband, tell him what, what money to drop into the account, and he does it. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's, that's what um, works, though. That, that's what works for us. Um, of course, we discuss you know, big purchases um, mm -hmm. that you might have to, you know, discuss when you're talking about building your family budget. Um, you know, vacations. I know Chrysler Diva, you just had a nice vacation oh by the water for <sighs> days. Was it so was sad. nice. I need you to know? go back. But, but okay, go plan, ahead. <laughs> yes, but when you plan, you can be able to be gone for 10 days and don't have mm -hmm. to worry about you know, your home um, being affected by you being on vacation. That's you know, so for true. 10 days. Yeah. Um, also discuss buying a new home. One thing me and my husband discussed when we were buying, thinking about buying this new house we got last year, um, what is our budget? What are we mm -hmm. not going to go over for our mortgage? You know, um, that's very important because you have to always leave yourself a cushion for things that happen. Uh, so what do you what did y'all kind of do? Because I know you bought a house too last year. Uh, were y'all on the same page? Yeah. Well, let me back up just a little bit. So when we first entered our relationship, I you know obviously not being married, my my now husband and I we kept our finances separate. You know, and that's because, as I said in, you know, our episode number one, I had this independent woman, I don't need no man type of mentality. So I wanted it to be known and clear to him that I had my own money. And mm -hmm. so we kept, you know, a lot of our finances separate as I, I, I feel like you should as if you're not married. Um, but it was well, what, what happened was interesting, though, because um when we were engaged and it was a couple months out before we were going to get married, 
I had lost my job. Like I had got laid off. And so the Lord had spoke to me like, yeah, you're going to have to humble yourself if you're going to be his wife and you're going to have to, you know, learn how to rely on him as your husband and be open about, you know, you know, your finances and what you need and things like that. So it was a really humbling moment for me um, right before we got married. And so when we got married though, and your girl rebounded, got another job. <laughs> your girl rebounded. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, Hallelujah. I, but, you know, I still kept, we still kept our, our finances separate. And we didn't really talk much, even though the Lord had spoken to me, um, you know, about, you know, some things that I needed to change as far as my habits go. We didn't really speak, you know, um, really openly about, you know, what our individual finances look like. It was more so, you know, these were your bills. These are my bills. You know, I pay my bills. You pay your bills. You know, mm-hmm. if you need help, you, almost like roommates. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you need help, you know, let me know or whatever, things of that nature. It wasn't probably until we got into year number, shoot, if I'm honest, Yvonne, probably year number four or five. It was right around the time. No, no, no. Yeah, about four or five. It was Mm -hmm. right around the time we were getting ready to buy our first home that Mm -hmm. we really got to um, become fluent in communication in regard to money. Uh, Uh When we, you know, decided that, okay, you keep your, you know, separate account, I'll keep my separate account, but let's maybe have a joint account, you know what I mean, that we'll use for our bills and things like that. Um, It was probably, it wasn't until about our fourth or fifth year in marriage that we really began to get on one page in regard to, in regard to money. But yeah, and so that's how we operate now. You know, it's like if he needs to, you know, spend something or, you know, whatever, um, there's just, there's dialogue about it. Same thing with me. Um, There's not dialogues about it. Now, he did put the Amazon alert on his phone. (laughs) (laughs) My husband got one too. So if I'm on Amazon in the middle of the night ordering stuff because I can't sleep, he'll know about it the next morning. But I'll be like, got all these packages oh, coming. Oh, I wonder what our neighbors are thinking. Yeah, he'll text me like, so I saw what you ordered today. I'm like, mind your business. That I know. For you. That isn't it's, for you. And you know, I told my husband, I said, what if I was ordering you something? Now you got all these alerts on your phone. So now the surprise is ruined. But yeah, no. I mean... <clears throat> We we usually we keep it very fluid as far as um as communicating about our finances go, and that's why I believe now, like before, if I could just add this, um, you know, when we were keeping our finances kind of separate, yes, we were communicating if there was a need, but not yeah. always. So there yeah. was a little bit of struggle on one side or the other, mm-hmm. um, because we didn't want to be the one to come to the other and say, you know, help me, yeah. you know what I mean? I need this, um, mm-hmm. even though, like I said the Lord spoke to me and said, you need to learn how to be submissive. You need to learn how to be a wife. You need to learn how to rely on your husband. I still had uh, those walls up. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, now it's like we have more money, you know what I mean? More residue income because now we know exactly, you know, what's in the account, who's spending what, things like that. Yeah, um, that's good. We kind of follow the same regimen, but we've been doing it. Oh, well, okay. So we tried at first the same bank account and it was just a total, it it was just a, at that time it was just a horrible idea. Um, No one was keeping track of what money was going in, going out. We were spending uh, and things like that. We 
no one really was the money manager in the beginning. Um, and this was even, you know, before we had got married, um, one of the houses we were renting, you know, we were sharing the expenses and we just put money all in and it didn't work. So then that's when we was like, all right, we're going to just separate, you know, I'll have my own account, you have yours. And then we kind of did it like you and your husband, um, Chrysler Diva, you know, I pay my bills, he pays his, anybody needs help with anything. That's how it goes. Um, and then we came to the conclusion that that's not working either. <laughs> it was like, you all, you know, that try and fail, try mm-hmm. and fail situation. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So we do now, you know, what you guys do, whereas we both have our separate personal accounts. And then we have a joint account that's just for like bills, anything with the house anything with the kids I mean we literally if you can't if you can because we split everything down the middle and then I pay my own car payment he doesn't pay it I pay my own car payment but we split everything down the middle and whatever personal bills that are his he pays you know too but with me being a financial advisor I have a spreadsheet I am just like so analytical I have a spreadsheet that I created that has a mine and his I have like the um our, our paycheck days color coded what bills are for what colors and things like that it's a whole thing it's, it takes me like three hours to do that it. sounds like more work on top of work on top of work <laughs> on top of work that you already do so yeah, but it works that... because I get paid every two weeks but then he gets paid every week so I have to make sure I break the bills up that's according to his paycheck every week and then mine are broken up for mine every two weeks um I would split everything down the middle. I have the total of all the bills. I split them all down the middle. He dumps it in there. We have a budget for groceries. Each of us split it. We even split the budget for the groceries. Now, like I said, if your salaries can do this, of course, everybody can't split everything down the middle. Um, So my thing for that is look at your, look at your, you know, your resources. Look at how much your mortgage is. You know, you might be in a situation to where is, okay, um, I can't go half on everything, but I, my husband can pay the mortgage and I'll pay the bill or something mm-hmm. like that, just yep. so it's fair. Um, because especially in these times, it's, it's things, cost of everything is rising. Things are getting expensive, expensive. And when you work as a team, both of you should be carrying the burden in some way. And it Absolutely. works for us. Right Absolutely. now, the way that we're doing it, it works for us. Because just, just like if I wanted to go shopping for, <laughs> excuse me, Christmas. Uh, <laughs> if I wanted, when I go shopping for him, I, he doesn't need to see me swiping in the other account everything that I'm buying, especially if it's for him. Because next thing he goes like, you were at Macy's today. What were you doing at Macy's? Then the surprise is blown here. Have your gift. I don't even wrap it. So, <laughs> so it helps to where it is, you know, you have your money. Um, in your own separate account after all the bills and stuff is done. Even when you're doing renovations on the house, you know, that should be taken away from, you know, your excess funds that you do have and everything should be in one big pot. Bills get pulled from there and there's no confusion. Um, I 100% agree. And actually I have a, 
and uh, a, a renovation, I guess you could call it bill that I have to satisfy. I have some trees that I have to get cut down and removed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I get what you're saying as far as having that general pot yep. to take care of stuff like that. Um, yep. Because we talked about that on the first podcast, you never know what's going to come up. Yep. So it's always important to have, you know, that general pot with that cushion of finances in it um, to, to take care of those um, un, unexpected expenses. Yeah, so no, absolutely. when it comes to like, um, you know, acknowledging what is being spent in, in your accounts, like your personal accounts, do you and your husband talk about that at all? Like, or you guys just spend out of your personal accounts without communicating? Well, what's being no. spent? So if it's in our own individual accounts, um, we really don't discuss what's in there. He he knows how much, well, I know how much he makes because I am the one who collects all the tax information, the tax time. I told you I'm the financial advisor, so mm-hmm. I handle all finances. So it does, it's not like he's hiding money. It's just like, like that's his reserve. That's what he has. And we both have our separate savings that we have too on top of what's the surplus is in the joint account because even mm-hmm. though the bills and stuff come out of that joint account it never goes zero there's still mm-hmm. a surplus in there so just in case anything happens emergency funds or anything they're in there um and then we have our individual savings because we have our own individual goals we might be trying to do he might be saving up to get car rims or something i might be saving up for more books for more bibles <laughs> You know, having 23 or 24 Bibles isn't enough. Got to get at least one more. And she says that every week. Just one more. Just one more. Every Bible study. I got a new Bible, ladies. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, the last one was like color coded. It was amazing. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, we still communicate about money. It's just that when it's the the surplus of whatever we dump in, that's kind of like money we get to play with when we put our stuff away. And I, you know, I even put my tithes and offerings in that bucket because mm-hmm. money, and we do tithe and offerings. So I put that in that. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, um, I'm glad you mentioned that. So you put your 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 tithes and offering in your joint bucket. You guys don't everything. do that out of your separate. Okay, nope. got gotcha. Everything gets dumped in there. It's on the spreadsheet. Everything that we disperse out of the house is on the spreadsheet. Everything from ADT to tithes and offering from whatever, whatever, um, you know, we help our mother out financially. She's on the spreadsheet. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's on the, everything that comes out of the house is on the spreadsheet. Um, and that works for us. And, and I get the pinpoint where that money is. And then he can also go and he has access to it. He, the spreadsheet is saved on the computer he goes into the computer pulls up the spreadsheet he has access to that um but he trusts me with the money see there has to be trust there too mm-hmm. if he's sending me money every time he gets paid and he's he's trusting that the bills get paid oh no no if all of a sudden the lights start <laughs> going off and the water stops coming out of the faucet he gonna yeah. know something yes. get paid yes so you have to have trust if you're if your spouse is trusting you with the money do what he's trusting he or she is trusting you to do with the money because if you don't if you break trust there especially finances you're going to have what we call take unnecessary strain on yep. your marriage you know unnecessary what I mean? stress and strain very yeah, true unnecessary um but we're going to flow into you scrooge maducks who um don't like to share your money 
or you know want to put all your stuff in, in the little rabbit hole in the backyard and not want to share and um just mind 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 and you think you're going to take it with you and the lord says ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and we are talking right now and correct me if i'm wrong yvonne to married couples married, so these when, are married wives. couples yeah yes. these are these are Once, whatever you single people do I mean, I, I'm, you can get some, you know, some bits of advice and things like that, but I'm talking to my married women here because when you are married, we, t- we said before, you are a team, you're doing life, you are That's in a right. covenant with God. This is for us to make sure our families are, are going the way that they're supposed to go um, in decency and in order. You do not <laughs> want chaos in your family. And I just wanted to emphasize that we are talking to married couples. We're talking to wives on this podcast. Now, singles, as Yvonne said, you can get some nuggets out of this. But Mm -hmm. until you're sure that the party that you are with, if you're in a relationship, is that person that you're planning on spending the rest of your life with, we do not recommend you combining your finances until you are sure. Would you agree with me on that? Because you don't want things to go south in that relationship. And not saying that this can't happen in marriages either, but there's a law that kind of backs people in marriage if someone just tries to go and, you know, just take Mm. everything, you know what I mean? Um, But when you're single, you may not have that same protection if that other party decides to just, you know, call it quits and clean out your bank account. So just wanted to emphasize that at this moment, we're talking to the married couples. Yeah. Cause I'm looking for my husband if he clears out my bank account. I'm just saying, but uh, he's not going to do that. <laughs> no, and like I said, there there may be protections around that. You know what I mean for for married couples because you may be able to sue him for alimony or whatever. You know what I mean. Just there's other ways yeah. that you may be get that money back. But if you're single, they clean you out. Might yeah. just be gone. Might just be gone. Yeah. So um, I jump into uh, if if you are in um, your marriage and you are the one, my wives who are, you know, being, uh, you know, I don't know if everybody's seen the cartoon DuckTales and there was Scrooge McDuck (laughs) where he counted every, he had a stash of money put away and he would just swim through it. He wouldn't want to share it. He just wanted to hold on to it. So go into this verse I I found the scripture um where and I want to make sure we're clear on this because I hear this all the time money is the root of all evil absolutely not that that is not what the word says the bible says the love of money is the root of all evil um first timothy 6 10 in the csb bible uh the scripture says for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil And by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And he said, there is a difference between what we need and what we want. Mm, That's Um, so good. Because if you fall in love with money and the scripture is right, what wouldn't you do for money? Who wouldn't you want to share it with if you love your money? Um, And can I throw in something here? Because I want to speak to the wives that are making more money than their husband. Mm -hmm. This is very, very important what Yvonne just shared with us, because it's easy for wives that make more money than their husband to get into that mindset of it's my money. Yep. You know, I think about that movie, uh, The Family That Prays, A Family That mm. Prays, the Tyler Perry movie, yeah. where in the beginning, the wives, it was a Sinai Layton. Shout out to yeah. Sinai Layton. We but, love you. 
Yes, we do. <laughs> um, but she, you know, started starting at the beginning of the movie. You guys may have seen the movie, but for those who haven't, you know, they, they got married. They have very humble beginnings. She had just finished uh, her law degree or what have you. And she got a job at uh, a very prominent law firm who, uh, the, I guess, law firm or whatever was owned by her mother's best friend's um, best friend and son or whatever. Mm-hmm. Long story short, you know, she began to have an affair with the son and uh, he was pretty much cashing her out in addition to, you know, what she was already making in her salary. And mm-hmm. her husband was trying to start a construction company and he found like Yvonne just said that little stash that she had that he didn't know about when he went to the bank he thought you know they had this joint account and they were being honest and transparent with their Mm -hmm. funds found out she had a separate account with over a hundred thousands of dollars in it Mm -hmm. and so he took the money and you know opened up his to open up his his construction company and she flipped am i lying eva she flipped out and the thing that she said in that movie that i was just like wow she said that is my money Mm. and he was like wait a minute we're married you know what i mean and that's different from what yvonne described where she said that her and her husband have, you know, their joint account where all their bills and all their, you know, household expenses come from. And yet they have their own individual accounts, just like me and my husband. That's different because my, I don't have no Swiss bank account off offshore yeah. with a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know yeah. if you do Yvonne, but oh, no. I, I, I can't attest to that, you and know, so that our money, you know, and it, whatever it, he needs, I'm still going to give. You know what I mean? It's still exactly. Our money. It's still our money. But I wanted to bring that up because that's a perfect example of what you just described. That Scrooge McDuck attitude yes. and mentality. And we see it a lot with women that make a lot of, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, lo- make a lot more money than their, their yeah. husbands. Um, so and Yvonne, they're swimming uh, in their coins and their husbands are struggling. Ooh, that's awful. That's, that's, that's awful. awful. Because you're, you are not being the the provider for your family and they had children you know and i know this Mm -hmm. is a movie or whatever but they had children you know but that type of stuff happens all the time all the time all the Mm -hmm. time and you're supposed to be able to keep your house afloat if one is down lift the other up you don't put your money away now understand if you have your individual savings but there should be uh, open communication when it comes to money and just like you know me and my husband has been talking about you know what if one something happens to one of us or whatever and how we're going to you know put all together our bank statements and savings statements into an envelope just in case something happens to one of us we have access to everything nothing's hidden he doesn't have to worry about going to look for it he doesn't have to worry about surprises if if and when I pass before him and he's finding out all these thousands of thousands of dollars, he didn't know he's mm-hmm. going to have access to them statements right away. There's nothing that my husband does not have. And there's nothing that my, my husband doesn't have of mine and I have his, you know, so we have to make sure um, we have open communication there, you know, and that's the only way that's going to work. Even because no one likes to sit down and discuss money. It drives my husband crazy. He doesn't like it, but he knows we need to do it. So. Yeah. And one other thing I think about with this scripture, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So yep, I think about women that 
again, just referring back to that movie, you know, they begin to make a certain uh, amount of money and they, they, they start to um, prowl. I'll just use that word, Yvonne. They begin to prowl. They begin to look, you know, for and at other men that are at that income level mm. where they're at, you know, thinking that now their husbands are beneath them. Even mm. before that money That's hits good. your account, ladies, always remember when you go to work day in and day out, that is your your meaning you and your husband your family that is mm-hmm. your money not you your money individually but your money collectively yep. do not ladies get to a cer- certain um income bracket and yep. because maybe your husband isn't where you know you've elevated you begin to think that now it's your money because he's no longer on your income level um i seen something it was a few weeks ago. I, it's some celebrity. So I don't know who said it. You know, I don't get into all that celebrity stuff. If I'm, you may get into that stuff, but and you ain't know who I'm talking about. But I had seen something a few weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, where I believe she was a celebrity star. And she said that now she will only date a man if he's making one million a year. That's the, oh, the, that's I, the, I don't know. That's the floor. That. That's the yeah. threshing floor. Mm. One million a year. So now, you know, 70... 80000 dollars $100,000, that's not even good enough, mm-hmm. basically, for her anymore. The threshing floor is a million. Um, and so I was thinking, like, wow, you know, that's, Do you know how that's pretty egregious. You're probably cutting off because yeah. of your income guidelines. Yeah. You and know? her justification was, well, I'm making, you know, two points up million. So he's got to be at least making a million. I understand wanting someone that's maybe on the same uh, or a similar, I should say, social mm-hmm. status as you, um, meaning that, you know, you don't, with all due respect, you don't see people making $2.1 million dating somebody working at McDonald's. You just don't mm-hmm. see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I get that. But at the same time, I'm talking about, you know, situations where maybe, and it'd be both sides of the spectrum, even the mm-hmm. husband, if he begins to elevate his career and maybe his wife is content where she's at, you know what I mean? Yeah we should never get to that point in our relationships because we've elevated financially that it's now by individual money. It's always our money. It's always your, meaning your family collectively. It is Mm -hmm. your money. Never forget that ladies. Yeah. And also too, um, Hebrews, Hebrews 13, five in the CSB, uh, the Bible says, keep your life free from the love of money. Be satisfied with that. Mm, You have, For he himself has said, I will never leave you or abandon you. Express thanks to God for what he has provided. And remember that every treasure and possession will pass away. Meaning you can collect everything that you want on earth. You can have your $2.5 million. But baby, when you go, that money is staying here. Who you have to answer to you. And now you have to answer to the father for for, uh, the choices that you have now made down here on earth with the stinginess of your money. And you might have lost your husband. Just like that movie. (laughs) Just like the end of that movie, The Family That Praise. She lost everything. She lost the guy that she was cheating with. She lost Mm -hmm. her job because he lost the company. She lost everything. And at the end of the movie, she was the one that had her hand out trying Mm -hmm. to get something from her ex-husband because his construction company took off and she, you know, gave up on him. And now she was the one receiving the handout. So ladies, stay humble because... And That's be content with what scripture you, is. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and be content with what you have. If you loved your husband through the guttermost of the uttermost, 
continue to love your husband at yeah. 40, 50, 60, 70, 80,000, 100,000 dollars a year. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. And that's what I love my husband cuz just like yours, we started from the bottom together. Yes. And we worked our way I up mean, together. Remember that song <laughs> when me and ex was like, "I was at the bus stop with you, honey." I was at the bus stop. <laughs> I rode that 19 bus. Okay? Yes. I was through city center. To catch the other bus, yes. I rode the bus with my husband, absolutely. Because if you know that your husband, if if you know the person you're went with it is a is a hustler and a grinder, mm. we ain't talking about selling the drugs and all that stuff. No, right? we ain't talking but about you, that. We ain't talking about that. But you know he's going to do what he has to do to make sure you and him is good. Like, come on. you uh, you got to stick amen. with him through the hard stuff. A lot of... You these these women and you wives, you got your hands stuck out. What we go? I ain't gonna go there. But you guys have to remain humble and realize to be able to get to a certain status, you have to go through the mud. Nothing worth having is going to be handed to you. You know, even when the Lord gives you something, He's giving it to you for a purpose. He's not just giving it to you just to give it to you so you can live these extravagant lives. It's a purpose. Mm. It yeah. is for a purpose. And he said it. Remember that every treasure and possession will pass away. He's telling you. He's telling you, remain humble. These things will, you will not have these things forever. So. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's a good word. Yeah. Um, I, I just had to break it down because especially in this culture, we'll, we see it. Like you said, if it's not about money. But what are you willing to go through? That don't mean you have to go through the hard times all the time. But what are you willing to go through to make sure you guys have success? What are you willing to go without to be able to get the house? What are you willing to, you know, go without before you're able to get the car? Like, come, you know, mm-hmm. what are you willing to go without? You finna have me shouting like I'm at the <laughs> church house, girl. <laughs> like, no, but on. what you're saying is real talk, though. And it, I'm glad that you're saying it because... When you are married, a lot of people, I'm just going to say it like this. A lot of us women, we want the horse, the carriage, the house, everything right away as soon as we get married. That's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Yvonne, we talk about it all the time. Sometimes people look at our our marriages and, you know, our lives and they see, yes, we we live nice. Praise God. All all glory goes to God. Uh, We we, we ride in nice. You know what I'm saying? We look nice, things of that nature. We have great husbands. And they think it's e- it was easy. It came easy. And it's like, like you just said, no, we got this out the mud. You know, mm-hmm. I remember when my husband and I, neither one of us had a vehicle. Mm-hmm. I was waiting tables and he was walking miles to work, to go work at a, a freezer like type of factory or whatever, yeah. freezer warehouse type of thing. Um, you know, coming home at three in the morning, walking through dark parks and, mm-hmm. you know, just crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? But he, like you said, he was a hustler. He did what he had to do. Yeah. And so when people see us now, you know, him driving Suburbans and all this other stuff, it's like, no, he... I hate to say it, but he paid his dues. You know what I mean? Yeah. This this is something we Ooh, built together. Yeah, that is it's the not word you just said. Yeah, it's not something that just happened overnight. And so a, a lot of that came, you know, going from, you know, riding the bus and living in that one bedroom apartment to now, you know, having, you know, five bedroom, you know, three cars, whatever you may have, you know, 
a lot of that came from that open communication about Mm -hmm. finances. And Mm -hmm. as each began to elevate individually in regards to, you know, their income, continuing that frequent communication and that open communication about finances, not one person becoming stingy and thinking that, you know, because they're making more money than the other that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're doing, you know, they, they can, um, like you just said, Yvonne, have that that Scrooge McDuck mentality. Like, this is McDuck. my money as long as the mortgage is paid and stuff like that. So what? You ain't got no extra. You can get a better job. You know? No, that's not what we do. That's not how we live. It's no. our money, regardless of, you know, who's making what. Yeah. Oh, you said a whole word. First of all, I want to touch on when you said pay your your husband paid his dues. There is husbands, wives out here that do do not want to pay their dues and they think it's all supposed to be handed to them. Absolutely not. Mm. I, even myself, when I had my son and my daughter in the freezing cold of Minnesota where my husband's a truck driver and had to leave the house at like sometimes at Mm -hmm. 4am, I had to get on the bus with a stroller and at that time a four-year-old to go to work on the bus stop. In the cold. And it's cold in Minnesota. Y'all, who are all y'all that don't live in Minnesota? Listen. It's cold here. It's like living in the Arctic. It yes. can, it can get I cold to, here. It can get cold. I had to walk from the apartment to the corner for the bus stop and ride the bus. See, people don't understand. Just because we never put it out there, you know, of what we had to go through our our uh, our, our our weak points, you know, but those made us stronger. Like when we were grow- when we were first starting out, and there was like you know food was scarce because of mm. our humble beginnings. Hey, I knew Girl. how to whip up some stuff. Like I can have you a nice uh, Sunday dinner with just a, a what some potatoes and some some ramen noodles and some uh, some eggs. Come on now, like Girl. I am able to put things together because of my humble beginnings. I That's will never right. forget where I come from because you never know when you're going to be able to go back and use those resources again. Hey, Amen. So I got that you? box yes. of hamburger helper in my cabinet right there. I've had that box for, I probably need to throw it out actually, because I've had it for some years, but I keep it in there just in case. Cause like you said, you never know never when you're going to need it. And um, that, that is what's real. That is so real. I do want to say this for the younger couples or maybe not even younger couples. Maybe you guys have been married for a while, but you're still in a situation where mm-hmm. you, you may be both catching the bus or you may only have one car or you're kind of living in an apartment right now and you know you've outgrown it and you're you're believing God for that house just continue to um, work together as a married couple continue to have faith continue to work together continue to be transparent and God is going to bless you your time is going to come where he will begin to open things up for you Um, just just continue to just stay encouraged because I know there's probably some young couples right now that are listening like I'm going through that right now (laughs) or you know that have been married for a while like wait that's what we still do at least y'all y'all talking about y'all got cars and big houses and stuff like that I'm still doing it so what's that mean do I need to lose my uh my chicken dinner and get what a winner no that's not what we're trying to say that just means that you guys just got to keep at it just keep trucking keep being transparent about your money and yep and and make sure like Yvonne said she dropped some good nuggets at the top of the hour make sure that you're being transparent about what your expenses are that's the last thing you want is somebody to have a secret credit card bill that's like twenty thousand dollars and you have dreams on buying a house 
you know, yep. no, that that secret credit card bill has to be disclosed because that's going to have to be paid off or paid down yep. or something before yep. you can get your dream home. So Amen. make sure you're open and honest, not just about the um the the actual um the funds you know the 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 resi- was it the residual funds the disposable funds mm-hmm. not just don't just be honest about that but be honest about credit be honest about yeah. debt be honest, be honest about, about things about like yeah. yes be honest about those things because that's going to stop your cash yeah. flow if yeah. you're not honest about those things because the last thing you want is you're you're sitting with a lender trying to buy a house and the underwriter comes back and it's like, can you please explain this $15,000 in credit card debt that's been outstanding for five, six years? And then you're looking over at your spouse and he looking stupid like crickets because no one wanted to discuss uh, the money or whatever. You don't want to wait mm-hmm. for that to happen. You don't want to yeah. wait for that to happen. Yeah, um, don't just talk about the cash. Talk about the stuff that requires cash to pay off. Talk, yes, talk about that because stuff. credit is essential credit is essential um, yeah so yeah credit is essential but so we've talked about um the two-person income you know we kind of broke that down so i wanted to talk on um the the ways to handle money for a stay-at-home spouse and i know you oh know, i like some, that there's some husbands that are staying home now for whatever reasons um, if they're entrepreneurs, they might have more time at home, things like that. Or maybe she was making more money. So he was the one that was able to stay home, whatever the reason is. Um, but I asked my husband about, you know, the topic and how he would handle it. Because at one time I was a stay at home mom for my son's first year, um, 23 years ago, 23 years ago. Oh, Jesus. Hmm. 23 years ago, I said. Somebody's <laughs> disclosing age. Well, she disclosed her age last week. That's I right. am. 40, I'm 41, 41 and proud, honey. Um, 41. Yes. So uh, I stayed home for the first year of my son um, being born. But back then, 23 years ago, you were able to do that because our one bedroom apartment was only 575. You cannot oh, find Jesus. a one bedroom apartment in the suburbs. No, that was a nice anymore. one too. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't do I that. wouldn't even want a better five. What a two bed? Was it two? But it was only one bed. One bed. It was one bedroom. When Sabrina was born, we went to the two bedroom. Yeah, but... I wouldn't even want a one bedroom for five seventy five nowadays. Because you're gonna have roaches <laughs> and rats meeting you at the front door. You might have the uh, bum uh, <laughs> that's been staying there for a while because it's been vacant because nobody wants to live there, girl. Yes, so he we were 23 years ago. That. 23 years. Yes, that's a long time. 23 years ago. So he was kind of able to handle that. He's been a truck driver our whole relationship. So he's been able to he was able to handle that. Um however, now, so I had to ask him I said, "How would you handle it if I was a stay-at-home mom now?" Like break that thing down for me. And so, um before we get into it, I want to if we wives if your husband has a controlling spirit, um, I, I just want to read the scriptures and maybe you, you can pray on it. You know, always, I always take whatever issues I have to either my prayer, my prayer partner, because, you know, my sister be praying for me. I Absolutely. go to her um, and I take it to God because only the God, only God can change the heart of your husband. Um, so I went to Colossians uh, chapter three, verse 18. And it says, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, 
Love your wives and don't be bitter toward them. Paul had words, and this was, I got this from the study Bible. And it said, Paul had words for the wives, but he had words for the husbands as well. Just as Christ served the disciples, even to the point of washing their feet, a husband should serve his wife. This means putting aside his own interest in order to care for her. A wife in Christ's honoring husband will not abuse his leadership role. I love that so much. He will always, a Christ honoring husband will not abuse his leadership role. That means wives, if you're the one who's staying home, taking care of the children, your husband is going to make sure that you're going to go, not going to go without. He's going to make sure you're taken care of. He's going to make sure you have everything you need. Um, so I asked my husband um, about this. And he said what he would do, he said he would still keep, even though I wouldn't be working, he would still keep the three account uh, regimen that we have now. He said he would have an account, three accounts that would be all tied together, which would be the account for the house, my account, and then his own personal account. And I said, well, how would you allocate the money to her? And he was like, well, I don't want to call an allowance because I don't want you yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. He was like, I don't want to call an allowance because I don't want you yelling at me. But he was like, I would, he was like, he can't even put a value on it because he said what you would bring brings value to the home. I can't even bring a value to it. But he was like, every week when I get paid, he said, if we're talking like now, all the money would go for the house, groceries, everything would go into the joint account for the house. He mm -hmm. said, and then for your separate account, I would send you money every pay period that I would have. That is your money. He said, that would be whatever you want to do shopping. He said, that is not grocery store money. That is not going to Target, getting clean stuff. Everything for house would be in the house budget. Everything for you. He said, I will send to you every month. I mean, every month, every week, I'll put it on the account. He said, what you do with it, what you manage it. He said, you don't have to spend it. You can let it roll over or save it. He said, that would be your money. He was like, because I can't put a value on what you do. And I was like, oh, that's, that's I, so I love, yeah, I love that so much because Yvonne, it makes me think about what we talked about the first episode and that, you know, a wife is a reflection of how well mm -hmm. she's being cared for by her husband. Just yeah. because you may be a stay at home mom does not mean that your value as a wife has yes. diminished. Amen. And I, I love Kudos to Star. Tell him, you know what? He's all right him. with me. <laughs> He's all right with me. Because I can only get a man's perspective. I could write what I wanted to say, right? Mm -hmm. Because I am a woman. I want this. I this is the way I think it should be. But I sat down with him when I was, you know, we were working on the podcast and I asked him. And that's what he said. He's like, you are the one who's bringing value. You're the one who's making the kids are safe at home. You're the one to make sure they're at school. They're the one you. So I can't put a. I can't. He said I have to find another word for it. So what word would you? Because he kept. He said kept saying I don't want to say allowance. That's what he said. Because he was like you don't want to. Here's like your allowance, wife. <laughs> right. No. Right. Right. No, he was like, it has to be another word for it because he was like, I don't want to get my head chewed off. But he was like, that's he was like, and if you save it, if you spend it, it's your money, it's your money to manage. So, whatever I give you, oh, I love it. that so much because yeah. a woman, there's nothing like 
feeling beautiful. And, you know, of course, we should be obviously comfortable with our natural selves. We, you know, we should love our ourselves for who we are. Absolutely. But a woman likes to get her hair done. A woman likes yes. to get her nails done. A woman yeah. likes to get that new outfit. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just because she's a stay-at-home mom and she doesn't quote-unquote work in, you know, corporate mm-hmm. America or what have you, a nine-to-five, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that she doesn't work. And actually, I agree with Sataris. You can't put a value on the things that a stay-at-home yeah. mom does because mm-hmm. the the investment that she's yes. making to her home and yep. into her children if there's nothing else like it, yeah. they, I, I can't, you know, I don't have the stats in front of me, Yvonne, but there was something that I did read that said, uh, children that come from, uh, households with a stay at home parent and it's a mom. It said what a stay at home parent usually fare weller than mm-hmm. students in life as adults, than that those that, you know, have two uh, working parent homes. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very fascinating. But I understand people have to work because I just seen today, uh, yeah. new stats just came out to raise a child from birth to age 18 Ooh. will cost you $310,000 just That's for crazy. one child. We're not even talking about pushing them through college. There ain't no mm-hmm. college. <laughs> <laughs> $310,000 from birth to That's it right there. That, that's the cutoff, okay? But no, I, I say that to say, obviously, there's values on both sides. So shout out to those yeah. that work, you know what I mean? Also take care of their homes. But for those that, you know, commit themselves full time to their mm-hmm. families, I, I commend you so much because yeah. what you do has, I mean, you can't put a value on that. It's so no. great. It's so great. It is. And so um, you wives, you stay at home wives, you know, I, I commend you for what you're doing um, because I can speak for myself and for my sister too. Like there's some times where, you know, mom guilt gets real, you know, when mm-hmm. you want to be at everything and you try to be everything and Lord knows I tried, I would get off early race, you know, in traffic, try to get there. But you know, that mom guilt sets in, what am I missing? You know, when you got to take them to daycare and they're spending more time with your child than you get, and then you're at home for maybe two hours for dinner, story and bedtime, and then they're done. And then you got to do it all over again the next day. That mom guilt is real. I know for me, um, yeah, that yeah, I, I, I experienced that when I decided to go back to school as a non-traditional student. Um, I couldn't wait to be finished because I felt like I was missing out on so much of my kids growth, you know, mm-hmm. seeing them grow. And I, I'm yeah. grateful that my husband was able to stand in the gap. But when it came to work, though, I have to ladies when I say put your faith in God mm-hmm. and say, Lord, yes. bring me an opportunity, Lord, where I don't have to compromise my time with my children. Yeah. And he will, he will answer that prayer. I am a witness to that. Yeah. He, anytime you put your children, you put your family first, God will honor that. Amen. I know a lot of people, you know, say, well, you know, on, on Sundays, you know, I can't go to church because I work or I can't, you know, be at my kids, you know, football game because I work it. I get that, but just try it. Just say, you yeah. know, but Lord, I want to put my kids first. I want to put you first and just send me the opportunity to be able to do that and watch. He'll be, he'll do it. And I'm a witness to that. He will do it Amen. because even though I work full time, 
I have, to, uh, uh, I'm grateful for a schedule where I can be flexible. Like, you know, I got to be here, here, mm-hmm. here, here, here for my kids. And my boss is like, you know, whatever you need to do. Yeah. Now that makes me crazy though. Trying to yeah. be that super mom and trying to, you know, for real, it's just like, no. it makes you crazy, but you know, it's, I, I feel grateful nonetheless that I have that opportunity to be, you know, to yeah. have that flexible schedule like that. Cause I know yeah. a lot of women don't have that. So right. I say, uh, test God, try him you know, submit your request before him. If you really desire to be at your children functions and things like that, you feel like you're missing out on your children's lives because you're having to work. Um, mm-hmm. Just put your petition before yeah. God and see what happens. Oh, girl. And you just sat up there and said, wait to the scripture that I got Matthew six twenty seven in the CSB Bible, but seek first the kingdom of God and his right, his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Take mm, everything to the throne, ladies. Take I take I was up last night just praying. I take we had rain here and I was concerned about flooding because you know it's Texas, the grounds we've been in the drought. I, last night I took the rain to the throne, like Lord, just Amen. my husband as he's driving in that rain, cover my son if he has to go to work and drive it in these highways to this rain. Lord, cover the house, Lord, cover the people on this block, Lord. From I mean, I was taking everything to the throne last night. So yes, take everything, every everything to the throne of God, but leaving no prayer is too little for him to hear. Don't think that it doesn't make sense. Don't think that you're being ungrateful. Take everything to the throne of God. That's what he's there for. And Amen. tap into the power of the Holy Spirit to, to, to be able to hear him. Because you think he hasn't answered your prayer, but it's he did. It's just not what it looks like to you. So you have mm-hmm. to be in tune to what the Holy Spirit is showing you of how God is answering your prayers. So, um, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I can go on. When we start talking about God, we can be talking about for like 15 more minutes. We've been and had church <laughs> up in here. We done forgot about everything we talked about on this podcast yes. as far as money goes. And we finna have some church. But no, yes. but, but no, this- going back to the, the topic at hand, um, what we're talking about uh, finances and, and communication, mm-hmm. Yvonne, you know, what, what are your final thoughts on that as we get ready to wrap up? Yeah. Um, just summarize ladies. Um, like I said, have, first and foremost, having open communication about finances is pivotal to having a healthy marriage. Um, I agree. Yes. If, if finances is the third leading cause of divorce, that means couples are not talking about money. Um, or even understanding finances. I know if you belong to a body of a church, there is some churches that has uh, finance classes that you can take, mm-hmm. small groups. Um, my church is starting up again, small groups in September. One of the classes is a finance group. You know, look into that situation. Um, I listen to uh, Dave Ramsey's podcast, even though sometimes I think he goes a little extreme with his budgeting. <laughs> um, you can get some info there. I follow another podcast called Broke on Purpose. And she gives out good tidbits. Mm. You can um, follow to get your information there. You, There's so much information out here now that there should be no reason why we are uneducated about finances. The power I, is in our hands. I love that. And, you know, Yvonne, one thing I thought about when I took, you know, my premarital class before we got married is, you know, I would have liked to seen, you know, more conversation during those classes about money mm-hmm. you know a lot of the conversations that we had in our premarital class was about you know um 
getting along with, you know, each other's family, which is going to be an episode in itself, right? We're going to talk about yeah. that too. When you marry someone, you're not just marrying them, you're marrying the family. So we had a lot of conversation about that. We had a lot of conversation about, you know, uh, letting go of, you know, past hurt in relationships and things like mm-hmm. that. But for our uh, premarital class, I can say we didn't talk a lot about, you know, transparency in finances, transparency in debt. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to see more ministries and churches, you know, offer that Mm -hmm. uh, before, you know, saying I do, let's talk about it. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about, you know, that, 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 that piece right there to your point, Yvonne, since, you know, money finances is the third leading cause of divorce in this country. Yeah. Yep. The third leading cause. That means couples are not talking they're not talking or they're not liking what they're seeing and they're checking out because it's, it's, it's become too much. Either a partner probably took on too much debt and you didn't say anything. Now they got to file bankruptcy. Now you put me in a situation like there's so many different scenarios that could possibly be avoided just by having a simple, simple communication about marriage. I mean, not about marriage, but finances in marriage. Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest, being broke by, is stressful enough by itself. You know what I mean? When oh you're broke, gosh. that's so stressful. And it so, is. yeah, it, I mean, it, it may make you feel a little better to be broke with somebody else that you know y'all broke, you know, to begin with versus, you know, getting, <laughs> getting with somebody and then later learning that y'all broke. You know, it's different. It's a different happiness. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. You guys, this is this is what I've been enduring my whole life. She's crazy. She's crazy. She's a different type of happiness. Yeah, okay. but if I, well, if I know you broke it. You know I'm broke. And we decide to get together. You know, there's no surprise that we eat hamburger hamper every night. But if I get together with you under the impression that you have, you know, money and I have bad credit and neither one of us got nothing going on, then we just miserable. Ain't nobody happy. And in conclusion, you guys, in conclusion, okay, please remember all that is given to us is from the Lord anyway. Amen. Yes. Nothing belongs to us. Everything that is good from above comes from the Lord. So let's not take advantage of the blessings that he has given us and to be able to pour those blessings out on our families. So, yes. So I'd like to thank you guys for joining us. Um, I'm yeah, this one was out. good. I love this. Yeah. This was great. I'm just going to pray out. Thank you guys for spending time with us. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for another wonderful episode. We're trying to help couples in marriage to figure out some of the hard things, to, to avoid some of the things that we have went through. We're only yes, trying right. to pour out some of our nuggets. Um, I hope they grasp them. And then once they take them, turn it into what works for them. We're not asking them to follow the path we took. We're just asking them to learn from our mistakes and then take what we have learned and then turn it into what it looks like for their family. That's, so yes, Lord, yes. we ask you to cover um, the, the, the wives or husbands too who might tune into us. May give them the wisdom to apply the knowledge that they've learned today. And so in all things, we always give thanks to the Lord above. In your son, Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen. I truly enjoyed this episode with you, Yvonne. <laughs> I can't wait to episode number four. Um, make sure our audience to subscribe to um, Making It Last Forever, Christian Marriage and Relationship. Um, search us on um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, 
Um, as soon we'll be on Pandora, as soon as Pandora stops tripping, um, <laughs> all the major platforms, make sure you guys subscribe, make sure you follow us on Facebook, making it last forever, Christian marriage and, um, relationship, um, girl chat or chat. I can't remember which one it's under, but make sure you search for us on, um, social media, Facebook in particular. And yeah, we just look forward to talking to you guys again next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. All right. I hope you guys enjoy. You guys have a wonderful day. Blessings. See you next week. See you next week. Bye.